Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Saints and siblings in Christ, good morning. The story of Zacchaeus is likely one that is fairly familiar to each of you. No doubt, at some point in time during your Sunday school career, you heard this story. Or during worship, or you've seen it depicted in arts, and if I were to start singing, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, but a happy man was he, for he had seen the Lord that day, and a happy man was he. Yes, a very happy man was he. And then there's piano part that goes, bloop. That's the end. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Perfect. So you know bits and pieces of the story, right? And even if the story itself is not familiar to you, even if you've never heard it before, and you're looking at me blankly like, what are you singing right now? Oh, my goodness. I would bet that the themes that are present in this particular text are still familiar to you. They reflect core tenets of Luke's gospel and this continuing thread that pervades each and every one of Jesus' teachings. The text begins with an unwanted person, an outcast, and in this case, a fellow named Zacchaeus, a tax collector. This is a man who we know was a Jew, possibly born and raised in Jericho, living there among his friends and family and surrounded by a community of people who knew him. But by virtue of his work as a tax collector, which was considered sinful work, he was considered right up there with the prostitutes and the other folks like that that Jesus tended to hang out with, right? Because of that, he was an outcast. He was looked upon as one of the lowest of the low by the rest of his community, and he was considered a sellout to the occupying Roman Empire. So he was rejected and cast aside. He would have been avoided and ignored as he walked down the street. But just like everyone else, in the crowds of people in Jericho that morning, he had heard stories about this Jesus fellow. Tales of a man who healed the sick, who raised the dead, one who casts out demons, and who forgives sins. And Zacchaeus wanted to meet him. But, we are told, there was a complication. Because Jesus was a short, or Zacchaeus was a short fellow, a wee little man. And so he could not see over the crowds, prompting the need of the sycamore tree. Now, I want to draw your attention to this particular piece of the story because, on the one hand, Zacchaeus really might have been a wee little man. He might have been a short guy walking around in a big crowd. And that's why he wound up in that tree. 
However, as is often the case with the wonders of Greek, we get a few extra little language cues within the text. And the word translated here as short is translated elsewhere in chapter 9 as least, as in, whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sends me, for the least among all of you will be the greatest. And so, we find this rather lovely wordplay, where we get a sense that Zacchaeus by climbing this tree in the manner of a child and embracing his littleness, so to speak, becomes one of the least of these. And if you know anything about Jesus' attitude toward the least of these, your ears should be perking up just a bit right now. Now, of course, regardless of the translation, Zacchaeus ends up climbing that tree because the Lord he wanted to see, right? And he did see Jesus. But not only do we hear that Zacchaeus saw Jesus, but Jesus saw Zacchaeus. Jesus noticed Zacchaeus. And Jesus called to him by name, which is a really, really big deal for a guy who's being shunned by his community. And then not only did this Jesus, this miracle-working rabbi who Zacchaeus had heard so much about, deign to talk to him, but he invited himself over for lunch to stay, to be a guest in, in Zacchaeus' house, which is one of the ultimate forms of honor that you can give to somebody. And Zacchaeus was happy, as the old song says, for he had seen the Lord that day, and a happy man was he, and a very happy man was he. Right? And that's where the song ends. But that's not where the story ends. Because in verse 9, after Jesus is done yelling into the tree, and Zacchaeus has assured him that he has made good on all of his debts, Jesus takes it all one step further. Today, Jesus says... Salvation has come to this house because he too, Zacchaeus, is also a son of Abraham. Now friends, it might not have made it into that Sunday school song that we learned, but it is definitely song worthy. Because this simple sentence is on par with every other one of Jesus' miracles, all his other teachings, because in Jesus' day, in Jewish culture, one's identity was completely wrapped up in your position in the greater family of God's chosen people, the children of Abraham, children of the promise of salvation, the covenant between God and God's people, the promise that God said would flow out from Abraham and out onto the families, all of the families of the earth a covenant that was centered in being one with this family, one with this chosen people. But in becoming a tax collector, Zacchaeus was cast out of this family. He was turned out of the fold. He was abandoned by his community. 
So when Jesus spoke to Zacchaeus and chose him as his host in the city, the scriptures tell us that the people in the crowd grumbled about Jesus staying in the house of a man who was a sinner, not deeming Zacchaeus or his profession worthy of such an honor. Because when Zacchaeus had become a tax collector, he had lost his identity as one of God's chosen people. He had lost it. They had taken it from him. Jesus gave it back. Salvation has come to this house, for he too is certainly a son of Abraham. Now, most of you have probably heard me say this before. In fact, I said it last week, so if you made it this far in the sermon last week, you've already heard it once this month. But I had a professor in seminary who happens to actually be a wee little man, and he had a habit of reminding us all that when we draw a line in the sand between those who are in and those who are out, Jesus is always standing on the other side of that line. He is always standing out there with them, whoever we have decided is other or outcast. Whenever we judge someone to be unworthy, whether we cast them out, whether we assume that someone is outside of the love of God and salvation that comes through the promise, Jesus is always, always, always there with them, lifting up the broken and the despairing and the less than and making them one in the body of Christ. So whether you feel like one who has been cast out today or you are right now as I am reflecting on the times that I have cast other people out, the message remains the same. Over and over again throughout Jesus' ministry, he reminds us that the barriers that we raise between one another have no place in the promise of God, ever. Over and over and over again, we are reminded that the walls that we build between one another have no place in the kingdom of God. Which is why, friends, it is so stinking important that this church is a place of welcome. And I cannot stress that enough. Okay? I mean this very seriously. So if you've tuned me out so far, tune me back in really quick. This whole all are welcome mantra is not just some feel-good, Jesus is my buddy, rave the pride, pride flag and come hang out face that we put on to the public. It's not. And it can't be. It's important. Because it is discipleship. It is faith. Because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter who you are. If you are rich or poor, male or female, non-binary, transgender, old or young, you are welcome here. And that matters. It doesn't matter what your pronouns are, what your features are, what they say about your past. It doesn't matter what addictions you've struggled with. It doesn't matter if your memory is sharp or failing, if you're blind or deaf, or if you struggle more and more with mobility, 
or if you just can't do all the things that you used to be able to do and that frustrates you, you are welcome here. You are wanted here. Just as you are, just as God has created you to be. That matters. It matters that we say that. It matters even more that we live it as God's people day in and day out in all that we do and everyone that we meet. Because Jesus came to seek out and to save the lost, which at times is just all of us. To bring all people, every single person, into relationship with God. And that is good news. And for that, we can all say, thanks be to God.